From the Resilience Podcast number 183, I'm Cecil Ledesma, recording live from Austin, Texas. It is so beautiful here. It's Tuesday, April 6th. So I'm doing research. Over the weekend, extending to today, and I come across Richard Watts, author of Entitle Mania, How Not to Spoil Your Kids and What to Do If You Have. This book recently taught me so much about adversity, primarily as a teaching tool. Many of us believe the wisdom we distill from surviving life's obstacle courses best directed at rescuing our kids from the difficulty and heartache of similarly growing experiences. More strategic than yesteryear's helicopter parents, you all remember that, Today's drone parents seek out and destroy perceived impediments to our children's success. But it is not the successes of life that expose our kids' uniqueness. As Michelangelo said of his statue, David, David was always inside the block of marble. It's just a matter for the sculptor to hammer and chisel away the pieces that didn't belong. Life's setbacks and sufferings help us to identify and embrace what is most important to us, to separate the valuable from the meaningless, to find our own way. Why would we want any less for our children? Most parents love their children, but love is a tricky word for many parents Love means protecting and making sure no harm comes to our kids. These are well-meant efforts, however. I prefer to think of love as an unconditional promise to affirm our kids without interfering in their life course. Now, that used to be called tough love, often as tough for the parent, as for the child. You say, how can I allow my son or daughter to stumble down a path that may be detrimental or destructive to his or her future? I will say this, think of your own life experience. Life took numerous directions your parents may have thought negative. You recall some of these times as being disorienting and destructive. They caused memories of permanent hurt. Although sometimes painful, these detours provide us contrast, teach discernment, groove a confident path, and ingrain the skill of recovery. Adversity is a teaching tool more valuable than success. Sometimes wrong choices help our children identify the right ones. And once the right direction is selected, their passion energizes the will to outrun any obstacle because of one thing they have realized. They care deeply about the finish line. Yet, As parents, we often manipulate our child into choices that are preferred by us. I'm not judging here, but it does happen. All right? 
preferred by us with no real regard for what our child may have wanted for himself or herself. Parents prefer their children have a certain future, although intuitively they know uncertainty plays a significant role in them finding their path. Enter the story of Katya and Tara, an example of misdirected love. Pay attention to this. Katya, a Ukrainian immigrant who came to the United States and married Andre. Andre, a cardiothoracic surgeon. Tara was their daughter. In Katya's youth, she was a top-rated tennis player, but lacked the professional talent to advance to the world ranking. Mom had fallen short of her dreams and decided tennis must be in her daughter's genes. She insisted Tara try her hand at the sport. Now, Mom had dedicated her entire early life to tennis and demanded the same of her daughter. Mom and Dad paid for nothing but the best in coaching, nutrition, and fitness. But Tara? Tara loved art. By the time Tara entered college, she was seated number one nationally for women's college tennis and knew little else of a previous decade of all things being devoted to tennis. If there was a Bachelor of Arts in tennis, her mother would have signed her up. Tara majored in art history with an emphasis on the Renaissance instead. Toward the end of Tara's senior year, she was playing an exhibition match in Paris and happened by the Louvre. With a renewed passion, she spent the afternoon smiling at art. She could not get past the Mona Lisa. Da Vinci had captured a complacency and sadness, a sadness Tara also felt deep within her heart. Where was the joy? Where was the expression? In front of a crowded gallery of onlookers, Tara began to cry. In that moment, she realized her life was unknown to her. Both she and Da Vinci's masterpiece felt nothing. She called her coach that day and quit her sport. There would be no more tennis. Mom was furious. Her life had been ruined again. The relationship was severed and for nearly two years, mom and daughter did not communicate. Tara took a position as assistant curator in a small art and cultural center in New York City. After mom had her fill of silence, she once again connected with Tara and their relationship limped back to normal. It was difficult for Katya to recognize her expectations of her daughter had morphed into resentment from Tara and that she had robbed her daughter of not only her passion, but her life. Tara, now happily married, has two kids, Tara's mom is hopeful that one day, one of them might carry on her legacy of tennis. Tara? Eh, not so much. And here we go. As a parent, 
And as a father, I have come to believe and accept that what our children deserve is an authentic story, their story, one they believe in. It might take them several attempts at different opportunities. And what is the risk to you? Well, they might fail. You should respond with encouragement and affirmation because if we script their lives, they will never identify the inner passion which gives them the self-stamina to drive through adversity. I hope you agree with this. They need to be allowed to stumble, yet recognize with perseverance they will eventually find their way. One has to be lost to be found. Our children need to determine what personal goal is worth giving their all. Sometimes that requires them to walk into walls. Absent a path of self-discovery, our children will never realize and develop the natural gifts that make them an original instead of a copy. Rather than raising them to fulfill your expectations, what if you put as much effort into helping them realize their own? Hmm. And that's it for the Resilience Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you soon. Hey, I'll see you next time, and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One, I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at CecilLedesma. Peace.